Hello, and welcome to the Profitable Practice Podcast with me, Andrea Maxim, naturopathic doctor turned healthpreneur. And every week, I'm bringing you no-nonsense, no-BS, actionable strategies to create a practice that is not only profitable, but fully sustainable by you. If you're an action taker like me and want to create a practice that is profitable, then you've come to the right place. Hello, 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 everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode on the Profitable Practice Podcast. I am, of course, your host, Andrea Maxim, and this interview was something that I honestly wasn't even sure if I was going to book it. Um, Cheryl Janice reached out to me and she said, you know what? This is what I do. I love working with naturopaths. These are the podcasts I've been on. Um, Is this something that would be of interest to you? And I don't want to give it away because it turned out to be probably the coolest podcast um, interview that I've had in a while. And the reason why is because it was on something that, and I say this a lot in the interview, something that I had never even thought about that really mattered. And this is something that isn't necessarily to do with who you are as a practitioner what you're offering. It's not about um, the online tech stuff, which scares most of us a lot. And I've been doing a lot of calls with my people that are on my list. If you're not on my newsletter list, please join it. You can go to maximizebusiness.ca and go to the resources section. The first image you see there is joining the newsletter list. But what I did and what I intend to do now is offer, um, I just offered a free 15 minute chat. And I think I had about eight or nine people take me up on it. There was of course limited spaces available. And I just kind of did it just to get back in touch with you guys and chat with you guys and kind of see where you're at with your business. And of course, the number one concern that everyone was having is the tech stuff and not being creative enough and not knowing what to do next and how to organize their practice. So. For those people that are listening to this, and if this is an issue that you feel that you have, trust me, this is a show that has nothing to do with the tech stuff. It has nothing to do with getting more certifications. It really doesn't even have anything to do with lead magnets or how to you know, go out there and do seminars and find new ways to attract new patients. This interview is all about kind of your treatment space. And again, something that we just don't put a lot of emphasis in. Remembering that when somebody walks into your office, that's where the initial attraction and treatment and therapeutic relationship actually begins. So as we speak to Cheryl, you'll hear her unfold just how important that therapeutic spaces and I did this interview last week so for those that are watching the video I look completely different than I did when I actually recorded this and I was thinking about it all weekend and now I'm thinking about how I could repaint the walls in my clinic and I'm really thinking about upgrading my chairs now and making it you know just that much more of a comfortable casual very non-threatening, not that it is right now, but a very open space. And I know I'm doing a very good job looking around the room now at my office, but I could always make it look better. Um, So that was 
really cool for me. And as I said, it was something that kind of stuck with me. And I love that Cheryl has a few books that she's going to talk about throughout the interviews and we'll definitely have in the show notes. But this is something that I really want you to consider and take it to heart. And it's not just for clinic owners. She was really boiling it down to just your treatment room. So I think everyone can benefit from this show. Now, before we go there, I, of course, just want to let you know who has sponsored the podcast, and that is my seven-day detox program. If you go to my website, maximizebusiness.ca forward slash the number seven day detox program, you can check it all out there. Um, This is something that I still to this day use it every single day with my patients. In fact, I'm now regrouping a bunch of patients that have gone through it and I'm going to do it again with them. So that's kind of reigniting again, more of the passive revenue and getting my patients excited to work with me and that is just one of the ways that you can use this detox to your advantage in your own practice. So go, excuse me, go check that out. Um, But without further ado, let's start our interview with Cheryl. Hello, Cheryl, and welcome to the Profitable Practice Podcast. I am so thrilled to have you on the show today because you're going to be talking about something that I didn't even think about was a big part of growing your practice, and that is the aesthetics of how the clinic looks. And, And as I was saying to you before our interview is, you know, I have my waiting room and I have my treatment room all set up, and I just have it set up just so it's functional. But you're absolutely right. The way the paint colors have been chosen, the way the furniture has been chosen, the way that it looks has a huge aspect on starting that therapeutic relationship and having that, um, you know, that comfort level and that desire for patients to want to stick around and be with you. And then, of course, refer people. So I think it's um, it's such an amazing topic. And again, something I never even would have thought about. Well, I am so happy to be here. Thank you, Andrea, for having me. I'm just thrilled. I'm over here in San Francisco, California, and you're over there in Canada. And I just, I love this idea of talking to you across the country that way, or across the countries that way. So thank you for having me here. Now, for those people that don't know you, I'm just going to go over your quick bio, and then we're going to jump right into the interview, if that sounds okay. Sounds good to me. Let's do it. So Cheryl Janice designs boutique style healing environments for purpose-driven physicians and healthcare solopreneurs who desire a highly profitable, (laughs) patient-attracting, and referral-generating business. Don't we all? She is the author of The Color Cure, How to Transform Your Healthcare Office, Clinic, or Treatment Room into an Oasis by Choosing the Perfect Paint, and the author of The Waiting Room Cure, The Purpose-Driven Healthcare Practitioner's Guide to Transforming Waiting Rooms into Nurturing, Highly Profitable, Referral-Generating Dynamos. So again, total thrill (laughs) to have you on the show. Why don't we get started with why this is even important. Why should we really be caring about the way our clinic looks when it really should just matter about the service we provide? Well, that's a wonderful question. And there's two answers to that. One is, you know, from your heart, you really want to do facilitate healing and reduce pain and suffering among your patients, because that's what you're, that's why you got into this work in the first place, right? So there's that piece. And there's lots of evidence that supports that by designing your space a certain way, by choosing certain colors that are soothing, you actually can do those things. You can accomplish those things of reducing pain and suffering 
and all that good stuff. So there's lots of good proof out there. And then, of course, the second reason, which is what, which is why I'm here today, uh, just important of a reason, is that it basically turns your business from kind of blah to yes and a lot of profit. So I have found that over the past almost 15 years of doing this work that when my clients design their healing spaces the way that I suggest, their business increases. So referral rates go up. I I say an average of six months after you install the new design, um, but actually it can go up to 95%. I've wow. seen that happen many times. I just like to keep it on the conservative side, but that's actually real. It's happened over and over and over again, regardless of if you have a naturopathic clinic or regardless if you're an acupuncturist or a massage therapist or a dentist. It always happens, and that's why I really stand by this work, and it's something that you don't realize how good this is, that you could really tap into it. And so I am here today to share some some of that with you at home so that you can really take your practice to a different level. And think and listening and kind of reflecting it into my own practice, it's so true. Again, the more I, I think about this and while we're talking, <laughs> I'm just sort of looking around at my space and being like, oh my goodness, this makes so much sense. Because even when people walk into my Caledonia practice, which is the one that I own, or my Burlington practice where I'm an associate, it's always about the colors. They're like, oh, I love the color on the wall. Or, oh, this is such a nice warming space. Or they'll compare the clinics and say, yeah, this clinic I feel so much more at home. And you can totally tell that it's a lot more like, what's the word, not so hard, like there's not a lot of hard colors, it's not so boxy, like it's more of that warm, family-friendly feel. Right. Um, and what I want to ask you right now is, you know, people that are listening, a lot of us are just starting out, so not all of us are going to have a practice. So a lot of the people that are listening right now might be associates or thinking about becoming an associate, and they're like, oh my goodness, I want to decorate my space as much as the owners will let me. What can I do about that? So obviously we can transform an entire clinic space and make it look wonderful. But what about even just a treatment room that, you know, the waiting room and stuff like that we can't control, but our treatment room, what would you say about even just a small space? Well, I actually specialize in small spaces because I've seen, uh, you know, not just naturopaths, but any practitioner who has just a single treatment room. Mm -hmm. I've seen how their business can be transformed literally within the first week of installing the new design. So I love doing treatment rooms. It's really exciting. And I think that's going to be my third book, Andrea, is the treatment room cure. Yeah. Um, So the first thing you can do is to paint that room if your landlord allows you, which they generally do. And don't paint it yellow or red. That's my first tip to you today because yellow and reds are incredibly agitating colors, especially when they're used together. Okay. You know, just think of fast fast food restaurants. And but they yellow makes people hungry. Red can make people more anxious, and it does. <clears throat> so anybody who's already feeling anxious about having a conversation or a treatment with you, um, walks into your room and they feel extra stimulated and it's something you have Mm. control over. Yes. So instead of that color, you can choose a more nurturing color like a green or a blue. And I wrote a book specifically on this subject called The Color Cure because I saw so many mistakes being made. Yeah. And I, and you know, it's something that's hard to 
kind of fix later on when you're like you've already painted it or you've hired somebody to paint it you've removed all the furniture it's just a pain in the butt and so I wrote this book because I really wanted to help help uh, healing practitioners and doctors to be able to choose the right colors so greens and blues are super nurturing greens a little tricky so if you think of like hospitals in the 1970s yeah. you remember like kind of a yellow green yeah it's what I like to call the vomit green. It's, it's, it's really like it induces, actually physiologically makes you a little nauseous. And it's when you mix uh, black and yellow together. And I still have no idea why hospitals chose, chose those colors. Um, they should know better. So, uh, but there are many beautiful greens and there are many beautiful blues that are incredibly restorative on the body. And so you can choose those colors and even I have I, I do recommend some grays even some of my favorite grays that I offer as long because as, gray is so grounding and it has a really bad reputation and when you put beautiful artwork on a gray wall it's it's kind of like magic so there is that little caveat when you paint with grays so to, to bring in, you know, kind of colors of the rainbow. So that's the first thing you can do with your treatment room is to paint it a beautiful color. Um, the next thing you can do that I highly recommend is to not, is to look at where your the placement of the bed is. Okay. So a lot of us are a lot, I include myself in you guys because I'm so, I, I, I don't know, I just have to say I love naturopaths. <sighs> I'm really, uh, they, they're incredible. I used to live in Portland, Oregon, mm -hmm. and uh, there's a lot of naturopaths there, and naturopaths are so loved and needed in this world, and uh, I'm so grateful to you naturopaths out there, and uh, naturopaths are about 50% of my client base, so I cool. really love working with naturopaths. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. So... <laughs> Back to the chair place. Uh, I'm sorry, not the chair, the bed placement. Yeah. When you have the bed kind of in direct alignment with the door, so let's say you walk in and you see the bed, the first thing you see, it um, it makes you feel really unsafe. So you're kind of coming in for a treatment. Maybe you've never been to a naturopath before, and you walk into the treatment room, and the first thing you see is a bed, and you start to just instantly catastrophize in your head. You start mm. to feel a lot of fear surging through you and pulsing through you now so that's a consideration and also to maybe move it away from the door kind of tucked into a corner so that the person when they're laying down your, your patient's laying down on it they have a view of the door and a wall kind of behind them for support yes and th so that they feel in control and so that helps reduce the the stress response cortisol and it improves the oxytocin that comes through the body like okay oh okay this is not so scary I can relax so there are lots of studies that have been done on that so that's a real that's a real deal uh, think about the placement of the bed or the the table in your treatment room um, so that's going to yeah. be my next question is the desk then. So we're fighting with a bit of space issues here, right? So the um, treatment table takes up a vast amount of our space depending on the side, size. excuse me. So then what do you recommend for a desk? Do you recommend a large regular desk? Do you think it's better to not even have a desk sure. so it's just chair to chair? What do you find mm -hmm. is the best? Mm -hmm. 
Well, I want to kind of back up a little bit and maybe just walk you through the experience of the room sure. that way. Because I don't have anything visual to show you, I can yeah. kind of, you know, walk you through the room. So when, so imagine you're your patient, you're your first time patient, you walk into the treatment room, you walk through the door, maybe the door, let's say it's on the right side of that wall, or on the right side of that front wall. So you walk in, and you want to put your bookshelf or your a table to the right so that you can put something on top of that table so the first impression can be something positive. Maybe it's a statue of a Buddha, mm -hmm. maybe it's um, flowers or a plant. So when somebody walks in a room on the right there on the wall, they walk in, maybe they see the bookshelf there on the right. And maybe when they look to the left, which is there's a corner over there and a lot of space, maybe that's your intake area. Okay. And so the intake area has, so I've seen naturopaths have sometimes, depending on the size of their treatment room, either have an intake area and not a desk area, or sometimes they have they have both. Okay. So let's talk about if you don't have enough room to have a desk and you just have the intake area. Then you have two chairs to the left, kind of in that corner, if you're still with me, to the front of that room. And you sit in what I like to call the command position, which is not a new term. It's a term. It's a feng shui term, actually. Mm -hmm. And you sit so you can see the door and you're kind of in command of the room. You're like this benevolent authority. Mm -hmm. You know, your patient comes in and they're able to kind of sit in the other chair and relax and kind of receive, you know, the expertise that they're being given. So they just, mm -hmm. this is how the environment is supporting this process. Okay. And so you so you have so you're sitting in one chair and you, maybe there's a table in, you know, in between you two and over directly over your head you want to put your certificates and diplomas. Got it. So that there's this kind of psychological association called pattern matching, mm -hmm. where our brains see things that are in close relationship each with each other, and we our brain thinks they're the same. And so there's this nice association with you and your expertise through the environment, through placing your certificates over your head, your first time patient kind of relaxes into, oh, this person is legit. knows that they're yeah. this is like, exactly yeah. legit. <laughs> <laughs> now, what do you like recommend that. for that energy flow? Do you think that it's better to not have any furniture or objects between you and the patient like a desk? Do you think it's better for that open space to be between you? Yeah, it depends on what you're trying to go for. So for example, if you want to be more in partnership with your patients, then you skip the desk. Because the desk is sort of like, I'm better than you or there's, mm. you know, the desk can be done. So if you just if you feel like you want to be more in partnership with your patient, but it's really important that you take the right seat, and that your seat is different than their seat. Yes. So your seat has a higher back, maybe, yes. and it also has arms. So it's more of an authority, but there's this nice openness between you two and not this like big thing in between you right. two that can feel intimidating to your patient. Instead, they can feel like they're being more uh, brought into the conversation or they're partnering with their doctor, not, you know, not, not on the other side of the desk kind of thing. So... If, if, if that feels really uncomfortable to you and you've been experiencing, you know, disrespect, 
then the desk might be important because right. you need to elevate the the respect issue. You you know, a lot of this is about really examining and seeing what the problems are, what the challenges are, and one might be and one that I've seen is you know, you just are not getting uh, compliance with among your patients. They're just kind of going, eh, eh, whatever she says. And they're not really, there's not a lot of good follow through. And yeah. so that might be frustrating you and you may, you might figure out that you're not, you're being disrespected. And so it may be time for that badass desk to get in there. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Now, so, how about chair options? So now I'm thinking about everything. So most of us, and I'm thinking about my treatment room, they're just the regular run-of-the-mill metal-legged chairs with the plain old back. Do you find that chair choice also comes into play? Really important. Chair choice is really – so try to choose some upholstered chairs. Mm -hmm. Go with that. They don't have to be super expensive. Your chair is got to be really nice. So spend that extra money on your chair because you are, you know, the commander in chief here and you really need to be in that leadership role to guide your patients to their best health. Yes. So you need a nice, comfortable, super, you know, with arms kind of like in feng shui they refer it to as you're sitting in the belly of the dragon. So you have nice arms on 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 the side, you have a nice back support. Now, you can also create a nice chair for your patient so that it's just, they can kind of sink back into it because with the naturopath process, it's, um, there's a long intake part, which I love because that's a way that you get to know your patients and we get to know you. Yeah. So it's important that you create a comfortable chair that, that patients can relax into also an upholstered chair. So... You know, if you if your space is tiny, I mean, I've worked with 10 by 10 spaces mm-hmm. for naturopaths, you can get chairs like dining room chairs at West Elm that are, right. you know, upholstered that fit nicely or even Urban Outfitters or some of these retail outlets that yes. have really cute chairs. So that's that's what I would do. And then how about finally the walls? So <laughs> let's just say my wall has to be white. I can't paint it. Most of the generic walls that you'll find are white. What are some of the accent pieces, the things that we can put on the wall, other than what you've already described as our certifications, that would also help to create that nice warming space? Okay, so let's say, let's give us, there's so many different scenarios. Of course there is. (laughs) let's, Let's talk about the white wall scenario. First of all, if your landlord will let you paint a white that is of your choice, in other words, you're like, okay, I totally get that it needs to be white, but would you mind if I chose another white? Because not all whites are created equal. And so it might be that um, a man who didn't know about white paints was the decision maker when it came to building or painting your treatment room, and they chose the cheapest paint out there that has the harshest kind of energy in it. it. So um, choosing choosing a different kind of white, a softer white. So a couple of my favorites are um, Linen White by Benjamin Moore Paints, and Divine uh, Colors has a beautiful mm-hmm. line, and they have a color called Divine Vanilla and Divine Whip, and those colors just kind of make, just go whoosh, just allow the body huh. to just relax. Okay, and what so, is it about the white that, like, I didn't know. I know that there's eggshell and off-white, and that's about it. Yeah. 
Well, that's the finish. So these are the colors that I Got just it. gave. The finish you should do depends on how much light that you get in your space. So if you live in a place like the Pacific Northwest where you don't get a lot of light and you need to add that glow in your room or that reflection, then I would go with a satin, which is kind of the middle of the road. There's flat and then one up is eggshell and then there's satin. And then of course there's semi-gloss within the you know eco-friendly, non-toxic paints. And so I'd recommend between eggshell and satin okay. for your white. Yeah. So let's continue there. You've got some white walls, but this time you've repainted them. And even though people think you're crazy, yeah. <laughs> repainting white, you, you know, you've got this secret tool in your back pocket. Right. So think of it as your secret superpower. And um, so let's talk about artwork. Artwork is so critical. It is so, so critical. I think it's it's one of the biggest um, design elements and design changes that you can do in your space intentionally that can create, that can go from creating an environment that feels uh, anxious and a little bit antiseptic to incredibly calming and nurturing and one that will set you apart. So you, you want to set yourself apart as a naturopath that has a space that makes you feel this way or that builds relationships through conversation that happens inside of your space. So there's a couple different, uh, there's about three directions that I recommend you go with art and you can choose one of them. Uh, the first one is to choose what what's called evidence-based art. Evidence-based art is just art like nature art, like mm-hmm. super, super immersive, nature photography and large images, Mm -hmm. not little small ones because they don't do the trick. So you want to go bigger and immersive nature photography that has light coming through it, like light coming through trees in the most beautiful forest in Canada or wherever you live. And if you make it local, it's even better because then there's an association like, oh, I'm safe here. I recognize the familiarity response. Yes reduces stress and so having images in your room of beautiful nature images that the pushback I sometimes get about this is that it's too expensive Mm -hmm. that they would have to and there are expensive pieces depending on your budget but you can also make your own photographs I mean what about the technology right you might have a friend or you might make you might be able to make photographs I mean I just got my iPhone 7 plus and the camera on that is just spectacular So what about going out and making photographs if you have literally zero budget of, you know, the favorite, your, your favorite parks in your, in your city or town or your favorite hikes or your favorite waterfalls or the beach, if you live by the beach and getting those printed at a local shop, just on gator foam, you know, it could be probably a hundred bucks or less for like a 30 by 40, I mean, 30 inch by 40 inch. So do that and strategically place these in your treatment room at the same horizontal height. So you can go with maybe the top of where your door frame is. It creates a lot of calm energy when you place artwork at the same height across your treatment room. So you want to place it maybe above the head of the where your patient is lying down Mm -hmm. so that energy kind of holds them and Mm -hmm. and helps helps with the healing process and then also put yourself into your patient's body for a moment 
lay on the table and see what they look at. Right. And if they're looking at the wall that's in front of the massage or the treatment room table, then you want to place something there. So wherever they look, you want to place something there strategically. So that's the, the first thing is evidence-based design. You can go to you know, websites like unsplash.com and that's all free nature artwork, very high resolution. You can do whatever you want with it. So get creative. You don't have much of a budget. You can still have a badass, you know, healing space that transforms your business because it transforms the experience and, and, and it becomes a memorable place that your patients want to return to over yeah. and over again. And so the second one is to bring in lifestyle art. Maybe you have a particular specialty. Maybe it's fertility or mm. maybe it's menopause or perimenopause. And you have you want to look at who your demographic is. So you might serve women over 50 or over 60. And if that's, you know, 75% of your demographic, then you want to include lifestyle art. It, you know, natural pictures. Pictures, I don't mean like posters of... Mm -hmm. um, stock art or yeah. posters of like product sales or you know like I don't know that standard process yeah. might give you or whatever yeah yeah you you want to select artwork or maybe these are photos you, again that you make yourself or you find online with images of people smiling and in happy in, in their happy place so maybe you're you're servicing women who can't who are having trouble who are having pain with arthritis or maybe they're not able to do what they love anymore so you want to put up um images of lifestyle lifestyle images that show what people want to return to so the kind of solution of your work so yeah. maybe it's it's a couple holding hands walking in the park or right. running after your grandkids exactly mm -hmm. running after your grandkids and all that stuff because we have this thing in our brain that immediately lights up. It lights us up when we see other people smiling and happy. Mm -hmm. And when you have your, you can use your space as an opportunity to instill optimism and hope and healing in the world yes. and in your, in your, through your patients. And so what happens is this, um, patients come in, they have such a great experience that they tell everybody else about it. And then suddenly your referral rates go up. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly it's just kind of the natural, you, the universe is matching your frequency or your energy and suddenly you're onboarding more patients. Yes. And it's just kind of the rhythm of what I've seen happen over and over again. So the last artwork that I recommend is what I call fractal, what I call, what is already called <laughs> fra fractal art. <laughs> so maybe you love um, close-up images of, of um, flowers, for example, what they call macro art or fractal art. And, you know, just close-up images of swirls and mm. things that you find in nature that are, that are super harmonious. I mean... You get a big print of, of a fractal art, just look up fractal art online and you know, your patient can just be staring into that, can be feel the right. most anxious and they can just zone out just staring into it and just go, Wow. <laughs> so relaxed, so you don't yeah. even know why. So it's this natural high. It's tapping into the those opiate rich pathways of the brain. Wow. And it's 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 using your artwork. It's using the design of your space. It's creating this person-centered space to create a memorable experience. And then, 
your patients are suddenly like, I don't know why I feel so good in here. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. I just do. And, and, and it, it's, it's a huge, your, your environment is one of your biggest support systems. And I don't even so use it. Yeah. And I feel so awful now. I'm I'm thinking, and I do this with all of my shows. I'm always putting it back into my own practice and I'm like, damn it. Like, what have I been missing? What money have I been leaving on the table? How are my patients actually feeling? I mean, I set a nice therapeutic tone, but you're 100% right about the environment and how warming and nurturing it has to be. And one of the things that kind of um, I wanted to touch on, because now I'm thinking about my two spaces. My Caledonia okay. practice, I have three beautiful, huge windows. I get lots of natural light. It's a, a much different environment than my associate um, practice, which is in the basement. So I wanted to talk about lighting with you too, because of course, we all know that those harsh fluorescent lights that people are being exposed to at work are triggering sometimes a lot of their symptoms. So what would you recommend for even lighting in a space? Well, if you don't have a lot of control over those overhead uh, fluorescent tube lights, just keep them off which a lot of you already do. I mean, this is not something new. I, I see that a lot of um, doctors keep them off. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing you can do. If you can replace those overhead, you know, tube lights or the fluorescent, especially cool fluorescent lighting has been, has been banned, quick factoid, not as been outlawed in the whole country of Germany. Wow. They were, they were so convinced that cool fluorescent lighting with all of its environmental properties and everything was so bad for people on the workforce that they banned them in their facilities, in their public facilities. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think they contribute to melanoma and we all know, we all know, I, you know, I know I'm preaching to the choir here. Everybody knows how awful those lights are. So if you can replace your overhead light or cover it up, I've seen naturopaths covered up with kind of pretty paper mm -hmm. or some kind of fabric or something. If you can treat it that way, because if you really have to have it on, then do that. If you can replace it with just a single overhead light fixture, yeah. do that. So this is another quick factoid. When in spaces that have a single overhead light that illuminate the room so that everything feels kind of flat and the same tone, that c contributes to depression. It mm. reminds people of a cloudy day. Mm. And so what you want to do with your lighting, of course, you want to really take advantage of all the natural light that comes in through those windows, even if you have a view of the parking lot, yeah. because you can do something with window treatments, like getting solar shades that filter out some of the light, but let some of the light in while providing privacy. If you have this awful view, mm -hmm. you can put potted plants right outside the window, like big, a big bamboo plant so that there is a pretty, pretty esque view there. So that's, that's what you need to do for, for that. But my big thing is layer lighting people <laughs> layer your lighting. What that means is get a floor lamp. You have a floor lamp in a corner or behind a chair. You have a table lamp in a treatment room on the table in the intake area between mm -hmm. the two of you. Maybe you have a salt lamp that's on top of your bookshelf. So when you first walk in, that's on top of there. So you want to create shadows mm -hmm. in a room. You want to create shadows, create that coziness. Shadows yeah. mimic the circa healthy circadian rhythms in the body. So 
they create that cozy vibe. So lighting is critical. So it's lighting and artwork and all the things that I've been talking about. Uh-huh. These are like the top things that you can do. These are like, you know, the out the outer layer of the onion, that and, you know, everything I've been talking about. So get creative with your lighting. There are so I have a Pinterest board just dedicated to lighting and healing spaces. So if you don't know, if you're like, well, I don't know, right. then just go Find me on Pinterest, find one of my boards and start searching there and get really creative. Like one of my clients wanted to hang a pineapple chandelier in her waiting room and her clients, her patients love it. And so that's the other thing I want to talk about, but I want to first ask you if you have any more questions about lighting. No, that was perfect. Okay. Okay. So the other thing, should I just jump in again? Yeah. Okay. So the other thing is creating personality, like bringing out your personality Mm -hmm. into your treatment room and or your waiting room. So there's lots of naturopaths now, at least here in California. And you know, there's, I mean, in Portland, Oregon, there's just tons. I don't know about where you guys are, but I'm sure there's a lot and they're growing every day. Yes. So how can you separate yourself from the other naturopaths? How can you, you know, besides your specialty Mm -hmm. and besides, you know, creating a beautiful environment, you want to think about what your hobbies are. So maybe you love elephants. Maybe elephants are your power animal and you've taken a trip to, or you want to take a trip to Africa Mm -hmm. because you, then what about putting prints all over your room of elephants with families? So, you know, uh, you know, mama elephants with baby elephants, right. you know, families of elephants in beautiful settings in nature, drinking water, um, doing all kinds of things. And then what, what that does is that sort of prompts curiosity among your patients say, Oh, wow. These, these, these elephants are so cool. You know, what's the story about that? And then you start to talk about how you love elephants and how there was this story when you were a kid, how you grew up and, you know, you at the zoo, you saw this elephant or there's a story behind it. And what that story does is it builds a relationship. It builds a relationship with your patient and it's you become memorable. So then your patient leaves and they think, oh, my God, they always they will always remember yes. you as that doctor. The elephant doctor. <laughs> the elephant doctor. Yeah. And so then you can actually use that in your marketing. You use that sure. on in your newsletters. You're like, oh, this happened, and you know, I want to tell you the story about this, and you know, you tie that into your to your services or yeah. to a product you're selling. And so that's so you just think about whatever your hobby is, whatever you love, whatever makes your heart sing, and bring that into the decor in your environment. Awesome. And then the last room that we need to really talk about is the waiting room. That is the first space all patients will see. That's setting the tone for how they're going to feel when they come into your treatment room. Let's talk about some of the great ways to set up the waiting room space. Okay. So I'm just finishing a book on this very topic called The Waiting Room Cure. Yes. And get into details and illustrations galore about this. So some of the stuff that I just talked about before in your treatment room kind of um, pass over and fall into how to design your waiting room. Mm -hmm. For example, first impressions, you know, um, Psychologists tell us that we make up our mind about someone or something within the first 15 seconds of coming into contact with it. Yeah. So what do people see? What do your what do new patients see when they first walk into your waiting room to your door? Do they see 
a filing cabinet? Do they see a bunch of boxes? Or do they see something really uplifting, like a grouping of plants put together in a way that's lit up? Or do they see a front desk with a smiling person with a big plant on top of the desk? Or, you know, do they see a beautiful color? So do, maybe they see a water feature. Mm-hmm. So you want whatever, whatever the first impression is, you want it to be super positive and you want to like put that up as like number one on your priority list of, okay, how do I decorate my waiting room? Right. And then you want to really think about creating an environment that is not typical of like being at the DMV um, right. where, <laughs> where it's like you have chairs lined up, kind of like, you know, army cadets waiting for their drill sergeant. And right. you're like, okay, because it feels scary. It feels like you're about, you're going into a place where you're, where something bad is going to happen to you. And, you know, there's an association with those chairs to, with um, hospital settings sure. and lots of uncomfortable settings. So I want you to think about designing your waiting room like you would your living room at home. Mm-hmm. And so there's this trend now, There's this is what's happening in healthcare design, is, is hospitality is moving into healthcare. So you know how hospitality, when you go into a hotel, it yes. kind of feels like you're in a living room. The same thing is now being applied to, to healthcare facilities. And by doing this, you actually, again, you create such a huge impact, such a huge statement that that your your patients just want to scream at the, the tops of social media roofs and all that stuff about how amazing you are. So the chairs, there's uh, the colors. Again, you want to do something that's beautiful. Here's something that's really good. You want to balance your, your cool and your warm tones. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I, I often see, like I think many years ago I went to the dentist waiting room and it was a beautiful waiting room. It was totally decorated by a professional interior designer Mm -hmm. I can tell but within like about five minutes I started my palms started to feel sweaty and I started to get really like my heart started to beat fast Mm -hmm. and I looked around and in an instant I understood there were too many warm colors in the space so the walls were like taupe and there was like woods and the there was like red some reds and there was everything was in you know peaches and everything was pretty but, but it was like it was too hot. Yeah. And, you know, colors are measured in, in Kelvin, which is a system of measuring. And when you have too much of that, it's kind of like being in the sun without enough shade. And so this the owner of the pro- the owner of the practice spent a lot of money clearly on yes. interior design and on new furniture. And so you want to avoid having too many cool colors or too many warm colors. So for example, if you paint your wall a warm color, you know, choose cooler toned furniture. Sure. Or so just balance out those those tones. The other thing which is another great tip to that you guys want to write down is to which especially this is so important when you have women patients is to balance your shapes, your rectilinear shapes with curved ones. Huh. So most spaces, and I, I'm going to give this homework for anybody who's listening right now, any naturopath is listening out there, including you, Andrea, yeah, I want you to look around your space right now, and I want you to see how many squares and rectangle shapes you see in your room 
versus curved ones. Mm. And I guarantee that you will, that those rectilinear ones will outweigh. Yeah, they do. hundred percent. ones, right? hundred yeah. percent, right? Because our room is square or rectangular and then the windowsills or the frames, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so people feel really uncomfortable emotionally in square mm. rooms that are too square. People feel really, really comfortable and emotionally happier in rooms that have more of a balance of circular or wow. curved shapes. It is such your, it's such like a badass secret power that I, I want everyone out there. I want everyone out there to get one thing out of this interview. I want you to just change the shapes yeah. in your room your waiting room and in your treatment room. So I had a client tell me that she changed, she listened to me and she changed her coffee table in her waiting room or in her treatment room, I can't remember, to mm -hmm. a circular table and suddenly her patients, literally the next day, were noticing that and everything else in the room. Like things wow. she's had in the space for like ever. And they just started looking. And they just started noticing and mm. they're like, oh wow. So how can you do this? You can do this with pillows. You can do this with the shapes of tables. Yeah. You can do this with the, just look at the shape of your furniture now. If you're getting new chairs, maybe there's a curve in the arm mm -hmm. here and there. There's some curves in your, in your artwork that you do. Um, so whatever it is, just bring in your waiting room, bring curve to your rectilinear shapes. Mm. So that's, that's like a, just a great tip. And then um, there there's, was, oh, huh? sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just thinking also along with that is how about what we're serving in the waiting room? So using real cups or tea or as opposed to, um, plastic cups that often most places are offering. So what would you say about even that caliber of hospitality, if you will? It's really important. This is called the hospitality table. And I talk a lot about this in my book, The Waiting Room Cure. You, okay, so I want you to move away from those, you know, plastic or paper cups and, and just those water stands that are sitting in your waiting room. You can do better. Yeah. You can do so much better. Yeah. And so there's, there's the hospitality table, and on top of it, you can place real cups, pretty cups that tie into your branding, that maybe even have something written on them. Mm -hmm. And on a cold day when somebody is in pain and they come into your waiting room and they're either served or they can self-serve gourmet teas, just spend a little extra money on gourmet teas and offer them to your patients and there is something so comforting everybody who's listening knows I'm right yes. about holding a hot, hot cup of tea yep. when you're in pain yeah regardless of emotional pain or physical pain and that is something that go will will be a huge return on investment for you and it's compassion and it's it's serving and it's giving and it just takes a little extra work to clean up you can set up a super pretty hospitality table. It can be small or big or do whatever you like. Just set it up and make it gorgeous and make it pretty. And your patients will love you for it. It will tap into that memorable aspect I was just talking about. Oh, my God. It's like going to a freaking spa uh -huh. and I have to go see my doctor. Right. Oh, my God. And I was just thinking, so my receptionist does not have time for anything like that. Even at the place that I'm as an associate at, could we also do that same thing in our own treatment rooms? As soon as the patient comes in, sits in their new lovely round armchair, 
we can mm-hmm. offer them a hot cup of tea and it exactly. would still provide the same feeling. Absolutely. Okay. My, and my, my doctor clients do it all the time. You know, you, you come in, you're a patient, you come in, you're, you know, you, you're, you're, oh, sit here. And then would you like some tea mm-hmm. and just a, a, just a moment to center and ground before you get into the whole, you know, yeah. process of, of the treatment or the conversation that needs to happen. How lovely. And even just listening to you, you are incredibly grounding and incredibly inviting, even just in your delivery. (laughs) And I'm just like sitting and listening and imagining all the colors and all the shapes. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, even I feel better. (laughs) Interview is all done. So I'm so glad. Yeah, you are just a fabulous, fabulous woman. And thank you so much for finding me. I never would have, we wouldn't have had this interview had you not reached out to me and um, invited yourself onto the show, and I'm so thrilled that you did. Well, I am so I'm so thrilled to be here. I I saw you and I knew you had this light around you. Even just finding you online, I was like, oh yes, 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 yes. And I, I always follow that that thread. The last thing I want to leave you with is a gift, and this is a gift for for your for your listeners. Cool. I offer a free email course on color. It's called the Color Email Course. If you go to my website, CherylJaniceDesigns.com, you can sign up for it. It's a five-day free email course. Every day you receive a lesson on what colors. So the lesson, let me just show you the lessons. The yes. first lesson is what friggin' color do I paint these walls? Right. Um, lesson two is colors that agitate the brain. So you'll learn about that. Um, lesson three is three things wrong with traditional color theories. So why, 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 you know, why not to paint your walls yellow and stuff like that? Lesson four is reliable paint colors that make your life easier. So some colors, some direction that you can go in to choose those colors. And then lesson five I included because I see it's a real problem. Mm-hmm. Um, when your office landlord freaks out about a color, what yeah. to do? <laughs> right. Fair enough. So that happens. So, and can you repeat that website one more time? Sure. Cheryl Janice, that's my name, CherylJaniceDesigns.com. And then we can yeah. find that course right yeah. on there. That's right. It's it's, cool. it's on the homepage. And there are lots of resources there, too, that are free that, I, that will help your practice and help you. And so shine bright out there, you naturopaths, because you rock and the world needs you. And you need to be bright and, and make a lot of money doing what you're doing. Thank you, you, Andrea. Oh, my goodness. My pleasure. I want people to listen and listen again and again and again and always take the action that we're giving to you because even me looking at my space, there's probably 10 things that I need to change now. And it doesn't need to cost like a a ton of money either to do it. Um, Even that photo tip that you gave my husband and I when we were on our honeymoon, we took photos with our regular Canon camera and he blew them up and got them put on our walls and they look like professionally done photos. So there you go. Right. It's awesome. It's awesome. (laughs) Lots of resources. So go out and do it. And thank you so much, Cheryl Janice. And the website again is CherylJaniceDesigns.com. I hope people will at the very least get your color course and then hopefully get in touch with you if needed beyond that. Thank thank you again so much for being on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. So tell me that that was not just like the coolest thing ever and that you have been thinking about your space while I was doing that interview and thinking about all the different ways that you can change it. And still one of my most favorite things is that whole idea 
of taking your own pictures and blowing them up and my husband did that for us and he did it I don't know what tools he used if it was Costco or Walmart or something like that but he did that with our honeymoon photos and it was like totally cool now one question that I did ask excuse me, Cheryl, right after I recorded the podcast, because I didn't want to put her on the spot, was you can actually um, contact her and she will do virtual kind of um, grooming, designing sessions with you. And that's completely done from wherever you are. So if you're in the States, if you're living with her, like in her state, if you're in Canada, it doesn't matter. Um, that's something that you can reach out and do with her and she has a number of different packages on how she can help set up your practice what she would recommend and the cool thing that she said that she does is one of them she'll actually be with you the entire day and will pick out your furniture and order all of your furniture while you're talking to her so it's not like she just sends you off and says well this is what you need to do she's actually gonna help you pick things out and with of course the beauty of the internet everything can be shipped right to your doorstep so that was really cool and something that I'm strongly considering taking her up on. Uh, now the other thing is, and I don't want to offend anybody here, but from what I've been seeing with the podcast, we're now getting close to my 60th episode and not too many people are taking me up on my free strategy call that I offer. And what typically happens is you all get so excited to listen to the show, you're getting so inspired, you're getting so excited to take action, and then of course, as soon as the show is over, you might get distracted by where you're listening, maybe a patient comes in, maybe you're driving, and you start really thinking about what it would take to do that, and you just don't know. And so that's typically what 95% of you guys are doing is you're listening to my shows, you're getting value from it, you are ready to take action, you're so pumped about what you've just learned, and then you don't do anything. So I don't want you to be like a typical person listening to this show. I don't want you to be in that 95% of what everybody else is doing. I want you to be in that top 5% of the extreme accelerated action takers. And I really, really strongly encourage you to find a half an hour time slot that works for you and reach out to me. And I want you to even reach out to me personally with my email, info at themaximmovement.com and we will book a time to go face-to-face, face-to-face meaning over Skype, and get you taking that serious accelerated action in your business. So please reach out an email. Don't even bother going to my website. Email me directly because I want to make sure that we get you booked in as soon as we can. And let's get you moving forward with your business. Remember, we don't want you to be the regular old typical 95% of us that just take in amazing information and don't do anything with it. I want you to be in that top 5% of the serious action takers. So definitely email me as quickly as you can, info at themaximmovement.com. Of course, if there is any topics, other questions, concerns, anything that's going on that you would like me to incorporate into the show, I will do that. Contact me any way that you can. Email my website online, whatever it takes. Let me know how things are working for you, what's not working for you. And of course, you know, 
as I say always, this show is for you. I just want it to be making sure that you are doing what you feel you need to be doing to be a success in this industry because that was the main reason why I started Maximize Business is I was just tired of seeing people become just another statistic of someone who just can't make it work in this industry and I don't want that to be you. So reach out to me. I love hearing from you guys. But that's the end of this show. I'm Andrea Maxim and I'm out. You guys are killer. Thank you as always for listening to the Profitable Practice Podcast. Leave me a comment and if you haven't already, I would love a review in iTunes. Definitely subscribe to this podcast and leave me a quick review. For those ready to maximize your practice, contact me at www.maximizedbusiness.ca.